0: the current fashion when your other family members have to dress you. (laughs) I don't know if any of you other dads have that particular issue. Yeah, the few yeses around the place. Anyway, it's good to get advice. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Well, yeah, we we had a great week this week and uh, we're able to have the Youth Alive team in and a young... Uh, speaker by the name of Blake Young in on Thursday. Thursday, uh, in in here with, with the whole high school from Southern Vales, and uh, and what an amazing morning seeing so many uh, responses and open hearts to to God, and um, you know he 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 has. Uh, I mean, I said to Sam, the head of youth alive. I've never felt so old or white. <laughs> In my life but that dude can move I mean he just he just has, has it in droves and uh, so it's just a fantastic fantastic morning for our school uh, but also for our community and then Jonah and the crew what what an amazing bunch of <clears throat> leaders we have for youth leaders they took took the whole crew in a big bus uh, last night down to a convention center, and 3,000 young people gathered and crushed each other and sweated all over each other, and uh, hundreds and hundreds of young people responding to Jesus, uh, just pouring out of the aisles, and um, yeah, so if I didn't feel old on Thursday, then I felt even older on last night, but but just an amazing thing, And, and we get to be part of that, you get to be part of that. We here in this community, and with our school and our church and our region, and so uh, we're going to continue to partner with those guys and sow in, and uh, and just we we have to do it for this generation. We have to do it for this generation, and um, and so I I was really blessed and reminded. I was with some other pastors um, from Influences Church um, at a table last night, and we were just reminiscing a little bit because in my late teens, I went out to Paradise, which is now called Influences, and there was a whole bunch of us Baptist guys who uh, ended up out there, because there wasn't much like that back then. That was about the only place where, you know, a whole bunch of young people were gathering um, and worshipping like that in that way. Now, now it's dime a dozen. Almost every decent church has great worship, great gatherings, and so... Um, but we were listing off all of the names of the people in that group, guys and girls, and uh, almost all of them who were in our, our sphere, 30 or 40, are all leading churches, leading ministries, all, all around the world, actually. Yeah. And, um, and so, so I just say, God, do it again. <laughs> but but uh, I'm so glad you turned up this morning, because worship was so much better with you guys here. And I think some of you have been praying, some of you have been worshipping, because here's what I felt God saying this morning. And it's not what I'm going to preach on, but I just want to encourage you with two words this morning, and that is, it's working. It's working. Whatever you're doing, it's working. And I take that for me. Because often it's for us first and and then to share, but it's working. Your prayers are working. Your hunger is working. Your faith is working. Don't give up. Don't give up. It's working. So I just want to pray into that for a minute. Lord, we just thank you for the gift of prayer and intercession and the fact that we get to worship you this morning. And Lord, we receive your word that it is working, that you are working, that you have gone ahead of us and that you have predestined all sorts of wonderful things, wonderful salvations and healings and openings of heaven. And Lord, we just pray this morning into that. And I pray, Lord, for anyone In this area, Lord, who's been doubting and worrying and and taking on the cares of this world and not seeing the fruitfulness. Lord, we pray that you would reveal more of your heart, reveal more of your kingdom, reveal more of your power and your presence in every area in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. It's working, guys. Also, like Karen said, Wednesday nights, every week, we have prayer here. And you're welcome to just... Come in and come and go as you as you please. Uh, it's just casual prayer, but it's a place of intercession every Wednesday night. And you know what? It's working. <laughs> and John did remind me, Seniors Thursday. Is that here? Here. Okay. So see John afterwards if you want more information. Um, but there's so many gatherings going on now every day that it's hard to keep up. So keep, keep in touch online or social medias or whatever you can to, to stay in touch with what what's going on. Anyway, so today I want to share on what I've called Date with Destiny. Date with Destiny. It is not an original title, I confess. If any of you are Tony Robbins fans, as I am, uh, then uh, obviously not many Tony Robbins fans, because if you were Tony Robbins fan, you'd be up cheering right now. But anyway, uh, he is a very, very large person in, in the natural, but he's a large personality as well. And, uh, and he runs these things called dates with destiny. And, uh, if you've ever, if you've ever seen, it's quite motivating. It's quite inspiring. And, uh, and a whole lot of it is really just biblical truths that he brings out and, and sells for thousands and thousands of dollars, his tickets, Sometimes we don't understand and we don't realize the incredible, phenomenal power and inspirational stuff that we have sitting in that book. There's so many guys around, particularly American dudes, who take that stuff, process it into a package, sell it on a platform and make millions. You and I get it for free. Sometimes we forget we forget the incredible power that we are holding in our very hands, in our very hands right now. Maybe you have a date with destiny this morning. Maybe there's all sorts of things that have been trying to crush you and get around you and oppress you and bring you down and forget your actual destiny in Christ. Sometimes when we talk about destiny... It's a big word. It's a fantastical word. It sounds too good to be true. And that's only for, you know, the influences. It's only for, you know, Hollywood. It's only for people out there who reach their destiny. Let me tell you, every single one of you has a destiny in Christ. The Bible says you were predestined. That means he actually went ahead of you and planned things out. Now, I'm sure the enemy, as he does, has tried to come and steal, kill, and destroy He's done it to all of us, but that doesn't negate the fact that God has a destiny for you. And so that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at one of the greatest Bible uh, faith stories I think there is, and it's a story of Esther, Esther chapter 4, 13 to 17. Now, if you don't know the story of Esther, I'm not going to be able to give you the whole preface, but you might want to go back and read it because it's an amazing story. And um, Esther, her, her parents had passed away. She had been adopted by Mordecai. Uh, the, they were Jews. They were Jews in uh, the Middle East at the time. It was a huge empire at the time. It says it spanned from, from uh, India right through to Ethiopia. So that's, that's a big space. And so it was a huge empire. And uh, the Xerxes was the king at the time. And um, he was uh, listening to one of his officials called Haman and Haman didn't like the Jews. Isn't it funny how there's always someone who doesn't like the Jews, wants to wipe out the Jews. I wonder why. But anyway, and so there had been a decree given by the king, uh, stupidly, basically, uh, to, by Haman, he had uh, advised the king and the aim was to wipe out the Jews effectively. And so at this time, uh, Mordecai had been advising. Esther had been brought into the king's uh, temple. He, she had been prepared. She had been given to the king, and she had favor in the palace. And so we're going to pick up around there when the decree to kill the Jews has been had been given. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. She'd been asking him, what do I do? Don't think for a moment. That because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in and see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. Now, what precedes that is that... uh, Esther had so much favor with the king. And then God gives the king a supernatural dream and a remembrance about Mordecai doing a favor for the king many, many, many years back. Isn't it interesting what God can do supernaturally when we're faithful? We never know what he's going to do. Go ahead of us, around us. He'll come through our dreams or he'll go all sorts of ways. He'll work in our favor. So he gave the king this reminder that Mordecai was a faithful man, even though he was a Jew, and they were going to be wiped out. And so it turns around, Mordecai then gets a royal treatment because of this encounter that the king has. And then Esther, basically because of her faithfulness and and standing on the word and standing on the truth, actually brings freedom to the Jews. And so it's an amazing story of redemption. It's actually, in, in Esther's sense, it's a type of Christ, she was adopted, adopted into a family and then sent sent to a place and prepared uh, for such a time as this. I wonder if you are here this morning for such a time as this. I wonder how many times we've gone away from a place missing opportunities when God is speaking to us for such a time as this. We are in a season and an hour on earth where we need esters we need mordecai's we need people who are willing to do whatever it takes to see god's kingdom come in our little region and it might be with one it might be with two it might be with three thousand it doesn't matter but whatever it is god has placed on your heart and on your life i want to encourage you today is a date with destiny Because all it takes is us realizing, wow, the incredible potential that lies within me is amazing. Not because of you or because of me, but because of him. I remember hearing Bill Johnson talking. I think it was Bill. If it wasn't, it's something the type he would say anyway. So let's give him credit. But just, you know, it's talking about, so you're allowed to do that, Jonah, but give someone else credit as long as it's honorable. But he he was explaining, I think, how some people are scared to go into certain uh, shops or regions or things like this. And we've got to be wise. But he was saying, guys, you've got to remember who you carry and who you are. And, And it's interesting, sometimes we can, because of all sorts of situations, and again, you've got to have wisdom. I'm not saying, you know, go dance on graves or anything like that. But I'm just saying that there is wisdom. But ultimately, we carry the King of Kings. Right now, this morning, in your very situation, the troubles, the struggles, the challenges, the unknowns, the disappointments, the doubts, the anxieties, the sickness, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, resides in you. He resides in you. That means He is sitting with you in that situation. That also means He has an answer to that problem. You know that thing you've been stressing about for months? Months and months and months and months, maybe years. He has an answer into that situation. Sometimes we just have to, like, I mean, sometimes it's really drastic. Sometimes, like Esther, we have to call a fast for ourselves. Call a fast. Whatever that looks like for you, just do it. Get in that place. For Karen and I, it looks like turning on the sauna very early in the morning, warming it up, and we get in there, and we're in there praying in the sauna. It fogs the whole whole sauna up. But we, we do whatever it takes, partly because it's good for our health, but it's also very good for our spirit. Do whatever it takes to get in that place where you actually dial in to the voice of God, because I guarantee he's saying things to you. I guarantee he's, he's doing things to you. I, I've, just, I've just seen this guy here, and I'm just impressed to share something with you. What's your name? Yeah, you sitting there with a the black... Yeah? Virgil. Yeah, I just, all the whole time I've been speaking, I can't get the thought off my head that God wants to redeem relationships. There's some relationships. ...in your life the last few years, even decades that have been destroyed. Uh, But that God wants to bring redemption and he wants to bring wholeness and healing to some of those situations. And he's going to bless you even uh, in, I don't know what career you're in... ...but he's going to bless some things in your career in the coming, even in the coming year to five years. I think it's going to look quite different than it does now. He's going to open some doors and bless you into some new realms... Yeah. Can you just stand? I just want to pray for you and bless you. Yeah. So Lord, we just bless Virgil this morning. Lord, we stand with him. We agree that your best is yet to come for him. And Lord, we pray that you would bless and release good things over his life, his family. And Lord, that you would bring about so much blessing in the coming year that you would just rock him and bless him and anoint him afresh to see again, to believe again, to hear your voice and to, to just rejoice in your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'll probably lose my place, but... Um, you know, it's worth it, isn't it, hey? <laughs> Where's it all gone? I have to put my passcode in and everything. I'm going to summarize really everything, everything that I felt to say today, um, really in a, in a couple of ways. The first thing is the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's doing that more now on earth than ever before. I've been, because because of our school and our church and, and all sorts of things that we're involved with, I've been really trying to um, familiarise myself a little bit with, with what's going on in, in the world and what some of the, the challenges that this generation is facing. And, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's stuff that is more confusing and at a deeper level right down in here than ever before. And, and so uh, that's why nights like last night with 3,000 young people, I, I mean, we just need to pour whatever we can into that kind of thing because our young people are being bombarded, bombarded by the enemy. And, and we need to be praying for them. We need to champion them and, and believe in them and do whatever it takes to get them in these doors because it is an onslaught like never before. And so we've got to recognize that the enemy has all sorts of tactics and ways of of killing off generations. If he can't kill them at birth, then he'll kill them in other ways. And so when we recognize that we do have an enemy, we also need to recognize that, yeah, he's got tactics, but God has tactics as well. And some of God's tactics are taking very, very ordinary people like me and you and actually turning situations around, turning regions around and doing incredible stuff. And I want to encourage you today, it does not matter what you've done. It does not matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how many doubtful thoughts enter your head. You have an incredible destiny awaiting you. <laughs> yes, in heaven, but also we have stuff to do here on earth. We don't know how long for, but we have stuff to do. And a generation, young and old, is crying out for Jesus. And a lot of them don't know it. A lot of them don't know it. That's that's the sad part, isn't it? And so we, we stand in the gap for a whole lot of people. Catherine Booth, William Booth's wife, great husband and wife combination who founded the Salvation Army and saw amazing outpouring of the Holy Spirit and and salvation revival, really. She said, if we are to better the future, we must disturb the present. To better the future, we must disturb the present. A few few months back, we talked on um, divine disruptions. Sometimes God will disrupt where we're at right now and frustrate us so that we have no choice but to seek after him, to call a fast, put on sackcloth and ashes and dig deep inside of his heart and say, God, I need you. I need you to do something. We need you to move. That's what we're doing when we're we're worshiping. It's like warfare when we're praying here on Tuesdays and Wednesdays or whatever day. It's like, God, we need you to come and move. We need you to come and do something. Because what's what's happened for the last 20 years hasn't worked. So we need you to come and move. But maybe he's waiting for a date with you. Maybe he's waiting for a date with your prayer life. Maybe he's waiting for a date of, of an intimate prayer and, and you calling out to him saying, all right, Lord, I've had enough. I'm calling a fast for myself. I'm going to go into that place. I want to encourage you. And this is something I'm challenged to do and continually be challenged to do. If you're a father of your house, you need to fast at least once a year for your family. One day, once a year. You might want to stretch it out and make it a juice fast seven days and lose some weight at the same time. You need to be praying for your family. And as men, we need to be standing like warriors over our families. I'm continually challenged to do it because I have a warrior S in my house. And she she will overtake me if I don't rise up. (laughs) And so some of you men, some of you women have overtaken your men. So it's time for men to rise up and say enough is enough. I'm going to stand in the gap for the next generation, for my generation And so it's one of those things that we need to recognize that each of us has a calling and a destiny here on earth. I wonder what will it take? What will it take for us to take up the mantle? I know a lot of you have. And that's why you're a great bunch to to preach to. When sometimes we have guest preachers, I say that actually our our people are cool to preach to. They're a good bunch. They're hungry. They're ready for, for whatever. Sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, let's hold it back so it doesn't get too crazy in here. But that's a good problem to have. A date with destiny. A date with destiny. I'd love the band to come up. Rick Warren says this. If you're alive, then there's a purpose for your life. That pretty much covers everyone in this room. I think that's a safe statement. If you are breathing, if you are alive and you are in this room, then God has a plan for your life. Maybe you're in this room and you've doubted that. I want to encourage you. God has a plan for your life. The enemy will try and rob you of that. He will try and tear that away from you. He will try and confuse you in any way he possibly can. But God has a plan for your life. I want to encourage you if you're If you're sitting here this morning just just hearing some of this stuff and it's like, wow, I've never engaged at that level before with with Jesus. I've never really gone that that serious. I want to encourage you to connect with Him this morning because He has a plan for your life. And I firmly believe, I firmly believe, in fact, I know this. If we will dial in at another level with our destiny, God will do radical things in your life, in my life, in our region. Here's the one thing that I think has got in the way. Well, most of us, if you've been alive for a little while and you've been a Christian for a little while, here's the one thing that I think the enemy uses, the most powerful tool, it's called disappointment. Disappointment. Yeah, there's warfare, there's all sorts of other things, but disappointment. I know for me, that's something that I've had to battle through. Lord, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done this? Disappointment. It's just a slightly missed appointment, but it's a disappointment. And so this morning, I want us as a a bunch, as a hungry bunch of kingdom-minded people to realign with his appointment because he has better for you. He has better for us. Even our region needs to know there is better. There is better. There is more. And so I want you to stand this morning. If we are to better the future, we must disturb the present. I wonder what needs disturbing in our lives now to have that date with destiny where we'll begin to believe again and see again with fresh new eyes of destiny, of hope. Believe for God's best, not for the enemy's worst. Believe for everything that God could possibly do in our lifetime, not limit ourselves to our region and our circumstances and our doubts and our fears and anxiety because that's what the poverty spirit wants to do. And so I want to encourage you, if you want to date with destiny today, we have some hot coals down the front that you can walk over. No, I'm just kidding. That's what Tony Robbins does at his seminars. Man, you guys need to dial into some of these speakers. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you want to date with Jesus and to forget the disappointments of the past, I'm doing this this morning. Forget those limitations, that poverty spirit, even over this southern region, and and that lesser than thinking, the empty cup, the negativity, the criticism, the judgments, the hurts, the anxiety, the stress, the worry, the fear. I haven't got enough. I'm not enough. All that kind of stuff. If you want to just remove all of that out of the way and have a date with King Jesus this morning and say, Lord, I want everything you've got. I want everything you've got. I want my family to have everything you've got. We want the kingdom of God. Then let's just lift our hands high to heaven this morning together.